everybody. Welcome to Storytime with Mamadri. I am Mamadri. Welcome to my podcast, what I believe is episode four, although who's counting? Now, this week I have a brand new story that has only been heard once before, and it was heard in Blackpool last week because I went up to take part in the Lightpool Festival because, of course, Blackpool is famous for its illuminations around this time of year. And I told this story at the library, but part of the thing about performing at the library for this festival was that the stories needed to be related to light. So uh, I wrote this story, and I think it's really rather cute, and it is based on very nearly a real experience that I had. Um, So this story is called Bum on Fire and Other Firefly Fails. years ago, I went to Sierra Leone. Who knows where that is? Yes, that's right, that's right. It's a country in Africa. It's nestled between Guinea and Liberia, and it's very beautiful. And it has everything you could want. It has beaches and cities and forests and even diamonds. (laughs) But the less said about those, the better, quite frankly. Well, one day, some of the friends I had made in Sierra Leone wanted to show me something really special. We went into the forest, and I saw one of the most magical things that I have ever seen. It was the dead of night, and everything was dark, apart from all these tiny lights flickering in the trees and bushes. And everything was quiet, apart from the slightest murmuring in the trees and the bushes. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I tell fairy tales all the time. But I never thought, not even for a moment, that I would ever see fairies with my very own eyes. Well, my Sierra Leonean friends fell about laughing. These aren't fairies, they said. These are something even more magical. Can you guess what they were? These are fireflies. Well, I had to have a closer look. And as I got closer, I saw thousands of flies, all with their bums stuck in the air, and all their bums were glowing just like they were on fire. And I could hear them all chattering. Is she okay? What should we do? And a firefly with no fire is no daughter of mine. I looked in the direction that they were all pointing, and indeed there was a fly with no fire curled up on a leaf, crying. I'm a very caring person, you know, so I knelt down and gently said, Hey, little firefly, why do you cry? Is it because your fire has died? Hey, little firefly, why don't you try to light that fire that we all have inside? The little firefly stopped crying and flew onto my hand. I'm Finder, she said. In this country... Well, actually, what she said was... But I'm very good at translating, you see. In this country, 
Finder is a name you give to the third daughter in a family. So I have two sisters, a mum, a dad, two grannies, two granddads, aunts, uncles, cousins, second cousins. And by the time I was born, my family had run out of fire. Now I'm the only firefly in a family of fireflies that can't be seen in the dark. I see, I said, somewhat ironically. Maybe I can help you find your fire. It's no use, Finder cried. I've tried everything. I'm just not supposed to have fire. Well, what have you tried? All the other fireflies flew around me. They couldn't wait to tell me about all the times that Finder had tried to be a firefly. Well, said one. There was that time we call Pepper Party. We noticed that when the humans put a pepper in their stew, they sweat. It makes them hot. And sometimes the people go bright red. They glow. So we decided Finder should eat lots and lots of peppers. We flew around collecting all the peppers we could find. We cooked them all up into a magnificent stew and served Finder at a beautiful firefly lit table. Finder took a bite and thought the pepper stew was delicious. So she had more, and more, and more. And it started to work. She started to glow a very faint red. But then steam started to come off of her head. And then she started to sweat, and sweat, and sweat. In fact, she sweated so much that she turned into a waterfall, which turned into a river. And soon she was sweating so much, she washed her dinner away. And then the table, and then her. Finder got swept along on a river of her own sweat. None of us can swim, you see, so we had to hold wings to make a rope to give Finder something to hold on to before she got swept away into an actual river. I don't think that idea worked. Finder cried, a very loud cry. Hey, little firefly, why do you cry? Is it because your fire has died? Hey, little firefly, why don't you try to light that fire that we all have inside? Then, said another firefly, there was what we call the UV poopy show. We noticed that sometimes the humans make masks, and sometimes they paint them, and sometimes you can see the paint in the dark. They call this UV paint. So one night, we flew Finder into a paint store, found a tin of UV paint, and dipped Finder's bottom in it. It worked perfectly. Finder's bottom was positively glowing. We all cheered. But we were so loud, a cloth dislodged and revealed lots of painted masks. Well, Finder got a real scare, and she pooped, a little UV poop. And every time she saw a new mask, she pooped, another little UV poop until there was no paint left on her bottom, because she'd pooped it all over the floor. I don't think that idea worked. And Finder cried, a very loud cry. Hey, little firefly, why do you cry? Is it because your fire has died? Hey, little firefly, why don't you try to light that fire that we all have inside? And then, said another fly, there was what we call 
bum on fire. We notice that sometimes the humans make fire with a tiny little stick they like to keep in their pockets. We had no other ideas. So one day we decided to sneak one out of a human's pocket. It took ten of us to light it. But when we did, we snuck up behind Finder and lit her bum on fire. Do not try this at home, because it did not go well. Finder screamed the loudest scream and flew up into the air just like a firework. We all had to fly up as fast as we could and blow and blow and blow until we put the fire out. I don't think that idea worked. Finder's not spoken to us since then. Finder cried a very loud cry. Hey, little firefly, why do you cry? Is it because your fire has died? Hey, little firefly, why don't you try to light that fire that we all have inside? Finder looked at me confused. What is this fire inside you keep singing about? Well, I said, it's not practical for all of us to go around with our bums on fire. So the rest of us have to keep our fire inside. And that fire is what makes you, you. It's what makes you care about things. Sometimes so much that they make you very happy. And sometimes so much that they make you very sad. But always so much that they make you who you are. So never think that you're a firefly without any fire. Because your fire is just in a different place. And that was the story of Bum on Fire and Other Firefly Fails. Now, I don't know if you can tell, but I keep forgetting that I haven't quite finished that story. And what I do when I'm telling the story live, as it were, and I'm going to put it in my show next year, is I've got these little uh, lights for a thumb that it makes it look like I'm bringing fire out of people. And then we bottle all of our fire up and we give it to Finder in a bottle. It's all rather lovely, and oh, I can't wait to tell that story to lots of people next year in Mamaji's Storytime Roadshow 2.0. It's going to be very exciting. Now, before I go, I do believe I need to recommend you a book, and I think it's about time that I recommended you one of my favourite books. This book I first read... Um, in June, June last year, I think, I was asked to go and read at Foyles at the South Bank Centre. And I said, oh, Foyles, what would you like me to read? And they said, we would very much like you to read Julian is a Mermaid by Jessica Love. So if you have seen me in a library, museum, theatre, anywhere, you may well have seen me read this book, Julian is a Love. Julian is a love. Well, he is. He's an absolute darling. But the book is called Julian is a Mermaid by Jessica Love. It's a very beautiful book about a boy called Julian who sees some mermaids on a train and he decides that he is a mermaid. And when he gets home, his nana goes and has a bath 
and he destroys her house, turning himself into a mermaid. And when she gets out the bath, well, it looks like he's going to be in trouble. But he's not. And his nana takes him out of the house, dressed like a mermaid, to go and find the mermaids that they saw on the train. It's a very simply told story. There's not a lot of words, so I can get through it very quickly. The illustrations, which are also by Jessica, are absolutely gorgeous. They are works of art in themselves, and I believe you can even get some of them as prints, which is rather exciting. But the thing that I most love about the book is that it's a very, very simply told, beautiful story of acceptance. It doesn't question that Nana should have been upset. It doesn't question that Julian shouldn't be a mermaid. It just accepts that Julian is a mermaid and that Nana thinks that's absolutely fine. And what I know is gorgeous about it is that even though it's so simply told and it is a, a fairly simple story, I can guarantee that every time I tell it, there will be one person, at least in the audience, who has a little tear in their eye at the end and has a little sniffy nose because the emotions have caught them. And I'm sure... It is largely down to the way I tell the story, but I can't take all the credit. I think a lot of the credit has to go to Jessica, Julian and his nana. So that recommendation for me, well for you, from me, this week is Julian is a Mermaid by Jessica Love. Uh, you can get it almost anywhere, all good bookshops, although of course uh, you would be remiss not to go and have a look for it in my favourite bookshops, which are Pickled Pepper Books in Crouch End and Pigeon Books in Southsea. And you'll be pleased to know that if you are in Southsea, I will be heading down your way on November the 24th to do a storytime session at Pigeon Books. And I am very excited because I absolutely love Southsea. I used to go there and see the pantomime when I was little. Saw Hunter from Gladiators. Very exciting times. You might have to Google him, even some of the parents. Now, before I go, you've got my book recommendation, you've had my story, and I should tell you, I had it pointed out to me uh, by one of my friends. They said, Mamadri, those stories you tell, where can we buy them? And I said, you can buy them in my book. And they said, so how did you get permission to put them in your book? And I said, well, my darling, the way I got permission was I wrote those stories myself. So I think something I should have told you maybe from the get-go is that the stories I tell on the podcast are written by me. They've come out of my imagination. And the books I recommend are written by other people. They did not come out of my imaginations. But the flourishy language I use to describe them, absolutely my own. I shall patent it. Um, and I, I do have a book. It's available through petitepantos.com and, and uh, all my live shows and my story sessions. And I would love it if you came and took home a copy. And where can you see me coming up to buy a copy, I hear you ask? Well, I am going to be up north next week. I'm going to Halton Lee Library, Witness Library and Runcorn Library on the 1st of November. Um, I can't quite remember off the top of my head what times I'm at those, but well, they're at 2.31 and 3.30, but I can't remember which library is which. And then on the 2nd of November, I'm one of my, at one of my very, very, very favourite places to tell stories, which is the Museum of Liverpool. I'll be telling stories at 11, 1 o'clock and 3 o'clock in their atrium. Not only is it a gorgeous museum and they have gorgeous people working there and gorgeous visitors, but I get to stand right in the entrance, right where people come in and tell stories. And I always have an absolute blast there. And I've got so many new stories to tell them. I'm just, it's going to be a wealth of riches. I'm just not going to be able to decide. 
Mermaid. But I will almost certainly read Julian is a Mermaid. I'll probably read Frocodile, which is another book I've been reading, and How to Be a Lion by Ed Vere. And I will tell some of my classics and I will tell some new stories. So if you're in Liverpool or Runcorn, Widnes or Holton Lee, they're quite near Liverpool, to be honest, then make sure you hot foot it, high step it down to see me. Now, uh, also, before I go, don't forget that you can follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Just search for Mamaji Stories. You can send me your reviews, your comments, videos, pictures, anything you want. You can even ask me questions. You can send me book recommendations. Uh, and you can also email those to info at petitepantos.com. It would be absolutely darling to hear from you. I can't wait. And finally, oh, finally, finally. If you could share this podcast with your friends, if you could subscribe to the podcast, you don't miss out. And if you could leave reviews, that would be amazing. And I will occasionally read out some of the reviews that I've been getting. And I do still wonder how Sarah's game of it from last week has been going with her son. I hope she won. Um, thank you so much for joining me. I hope you've had a very nice time listening to my dulcet tones. And I will see you all very soon. Bye for now. Ciao. Arrivederci. Au revoir. I think that's it. The next word that came into my head was konnichiwa, but I do believe that's hello in Japanese. Goodbye. <laughs>